Welcome to another episode of the Build That Business podcast. At the time of this recording, we're heading into quarter four. Now, for most business owners, this means wrapping up the year and getting ready for fall and the holiday season, but not for us. I want you to start thinking ahead about next year already. It's time to start planning for profit. It's time to commit to making more money and a bigger impact in 2023. Who's with me? Let's dive into how to get crystal clear on your goals and how to create a plan to actually hit them. Ready to get started? Let's do this. Hello there, and welcome to the Build That Business podcast. Lindsay J. Williams here. I'm a small town mama from Niagara Falls, New York with big, bold dreams. I'm also a successful solopreneur on a mission to help you build, grow, and scale your business. And I'm a damn good cheerleader if I do say so myself. So I'll be with you every step of the way, girlfriends. Here, we share tangible tips and inspiring stories from entrepreneurs just like you, making their business dreams happen. We talk about the triumphs and the struggles of life as an entrepreneur. So what do you say? Are you ready to turn your passion into profits? Are you ready to build that business? I thought you might say so. Let's get to work. Step number one, declare your profit goal. This is the first thing we got to do. Above all else, I want you to set a realistic profit goal. Notice I didn't say revenue goal because I don't care about your revenue. I care about your profit. I know that sounds harsh, but as your coach, I want to help you bring home more money in your business so that you can continue to grow, support your family, and live the lifestyle that you want to live. There's no shame in making money. So step one, determine how much money you want to take home. Now I should mention before we dive in, I have a free guide that will walk you through the whole process we talk about today. It's the goal-setting formula that helped me grow my business by 100K in one year. Yeah, you heard that right. When I got serious about setting a profit goal and I stopped focusing so much on revenue, a profit goal and creating a plan to get there, we grew by $100,000 in one year on top of what we were already making. You can grab this free guide at lindsayjwilliams.com slash goal setting. I'll pop the link in the show notes for easy access. It's totally free. Go grab this guide and follow along. Okay, let's dive in. Grab a piece of paper. Grab the guide. We're going to get to work. So first, I want you to determine that profit goal. Now for easy numbers, let's just say that we have a florist named Sarah and Sarah's profit goal is $100,000. That's what she wants to take home. Now, if this just freaked you out, don't let it. I'm living proof that 100K in profit is totally possible. But if your profit goal for now is 25K, 10K, 5K, there's absolutely no shame in any of it. Profit is profit, and that's something to be proud of as a small business owner. So step one, we're going to determine our profit goal. In this case, Sarah's profit goal is 100K. We're going to use this for easy numbers. So now that we have our profit goal of $100,000, the next step is to determine how many weddings it's going to take for you to hit it. Then we're going to divide this by 12 to get our monthly goal. The next step is to determine how many weddings it's going to take you to hit it. We're going to talk about how many weddings you need to book this whole year to take home your profit goal. So here's how we do that. 
I know that every wedding is different based on what people need and want and what they choose, but on average, how much profit do you make on each wedding? If you don't know these numbers, you got to know these numbers. You got to know your profit margins for your business. If you don't know them, there's no shame. There's a lot of people who don't have a good grasp on their numbers, but that means that you have to take an afternoon, take some time, a couple days if you need it, dive into those numbers. You need to know your cost. You need to know your profit margin, what you're selling them for, how much you make. So if Sarah's average transaction value, what she sells each wedding for is $5,000. Again, we're using easy numbers here. If she sells each wedding for $5,000, how much on average does she make in profit? Now, I know these numbers, they're not going to come out exactly on the dot at the end of the year because every wedding is different. For Sarah, she's a florist. So you know, if a couple orders tulips, it's going to be a different profit margin than peonies. So don't be sending me a nasty DM saying that these numbers aren't going to be exact, but I can guarantee you that you'll be a hell of a lot closer to your goals and you'll make a hell of a lot more money if you do this exercise. All right, so we need 100K in profit. Sarah sells her weddings for $5,000. That's on average what people pay her to do the flowers at their wedding. Find this for your business. That wedding that Sarah sold for $5,000 cost her about $3,000 to pull off. So this is between the flowers, the labor, maybe other materials she's using. That's what it cost her, $3,000. So Sarah's average profit for each wedding is $2,000. She sells it for $5,000. It costs her $3,000 out of her pocket to pull off. She takes home $2,000 per wedding. Are you still following me? Again, we have a free guide that lays this all out, walks you through it, lindsayjwilliams.com slash goal setting. So let's recap. Sarah wants to make 100K in profit this year. She averages $2,000 in profit for each wedding she does. 100K divided by 2K is 50 weddings. Is that doable? I'm not sure. Can Sarah do two weddings per weekend so she's not working every single week out of the year? If this number feels too much for you or too overwhelming, there are two things that we can do to increase our profit margin. Number one, you can raise your prices. Number two, you can decrease your cost. So if Sarah looks at this number and 50 weddings is very overwhelming to her, she has two options, increase her prices, decrease her cost, or change her goal. And I don't want her to immediately adjust the goal. That's the last thing that I would want her to do. I want you to take a look at the big picture. How can we get our profit higher? How can we get this profit margin higher so that we can sell less weddings, but still hit our goals? Maybe it means finding new suppliers for our materials. Maybe again, we raise the price. Maybe we'll look at the time it takes to do each wedding. For me, for example, if I do a lot of assembly for a wedding, if I do belly bands, pocket folders, laser cut sleeves, the cost of that is significantly higher than if it's just printing off the press, wrapping it, and good to go. So are there things that take you more time in your business? If so, take a look at what you're selling them for and maybe raise your prices. Can we talk about the difference between working hard and constantly working? I will never tell you that you don't need to work hard. That's just not in my nature. And quite honestly, you need to work hard if you want to get to your goals. 
you'll see some gurus who have already figured it out and are now able to relax on the beach and they'll tell you it's not about working hard, but it is. You need to work hard to get to the point of being able to float on the beach while making money. It's just the damn truth. But that does not mean that you need to be constantly working. It means you have to work hard on the right things. That is the difference. You can absolutely make those big, bold dreams happen within a normal 40-hour work week. But to make that happen, you need to get crystal clear on what works so you can go all in on that and nothing else. Do you want to work 80 hours throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks? Hell no, you don't want to, but sometimes we feel like that's the only way. I'm going to help you figure out what works and how to go all in on that during my free masterclass. It's called How I 10X'd My Wedding Stationery Business, 30K to 300K in yearly revenue in just five years. We cover the needle movers that allowed me to grow to multi-six figures and I hold nothing back. Sign up at lindsayjwilliams.com slash masterclass. The class is available right now for you to watch. And if you can't watch right away, register so you can get the replay to tune in whenever you're ready. I can't wait to see you there. Okay, so now we're moving on to step three, determining how many weddings per month we need to hit to reach our goal. This is a quick and easy step. So we determined in step one, our goal was 100K in profit. We determined in step two that we need to book 50 weddings this year to hit it. Now we're on step three. We take 50 weddings, what we need to hit in a year, and divide that by 12 to get our monthly goal. So if Sarah wants to sell 50 weddings this year, she needs to book between four and five weddings per month to hit it. I think that's totally doable, but take a look at your business. How many can you do a weekend? How many can you do a day? Like for a stationer, I can do more than one a day, but I also, my transaction value is a lot less than say a wedding planner or a venue or a photographer. You're going to have to adjust this, but this process is fun. Okay. So we said we need to book four to five weddings per month to hit a goal of 50 weddings this year, but not so fast. Now we're going to move on to step four in this process, and that is to adjust our goal based on seasonality. So I want you to take a step further because we all know that as wedding professionals, our business is seasonal. It's going to be a lot easier for Sarah to book summer weddings in Buffalo, New York than January weddings in Buffalo, New York. But that also means that Sarah during the months of June, July, August, if she's a florist in Buffalo, is going to be a lot busier those seasons actually doing the weddings. She's working around the clock serving her clients. So she doesn't have a lot of time to sell during the summer. So you need to look at the calendar and you need to determine what are your busy production months and what are your busy sales months. So once you have your monthly goal of four to five weddings, then you want to look at your calendar and you want to break it up based on your seasonality. So in January, February, and March, when it's slower for production, Sarah needs to be hustling those sales so that she can take her foot off the gas in the summer and focus on serving her clients. See what I mean? So this is why I love bridal shows in January and February and March, because I am selling, selling, selling. I am loading up on those bookings 
in those early months of the year and even in fall too. Show season really starts in fall. So I am loading up those weddings so that come spring and summer when I'm working on the design and production, I'm not as stressed. And I know that I've front loaded my sales in the beginning of the year so that I can give myself grace for the slower sales season. But we need to know this now so that we can plan to sign up for the shows in January now. Do you see why I plan so early? We need to know our goals in January so that we can backtrack, sign up for shows, get ready for shows, have a plan. It doesn't have to just be bridal shows, but you know, listening to this podcast, I'm going to find a way to work in bridal shows because I am just obsessed with them. But you see how we need to know this now so that we can plan to sell 10 weddings in January and give ourselves grace to only sell three in June. I hope this is making sense. If you have questions, send me a message because this is so important for your business. Plan now so that you can set yourself up for success. Okay, so we set our profit goal, 100K. We determined that we need to book 50 weddings to get there because we make $2,000 in profit roughly on each wedding. So that means we need to book four to five weddings per month. But when we take a look at our busy and our slow sales months, we adjust those a little bit. So maybe we plan to sell eight to 10 weddings between January, February, and March so that June, July, August, when we're super busy, we give ourselves some grace to only sell two or three. Got it? Okay, now here comes the fun part. The last step in all of this is to create a promotional calendar and a plan to make this happen because it's easy to say that we're gonna sell four to five weddings per month, but how do we make this happen? How do we get there? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to print out a 12-month calendar and lay it out on your office floor or on your desk. Grab a set of colored markers and we're going to go to town. So the first question to ask yourself is how many months ahead of time do people need to book with you? So if your couples need to book six months ahead in January, you better be talking to your summer couples. In January, you better hit the ground running because June is a busy wedding season. Now, this timeline is going to vary from niche to niche, so you need to figure this out for your business. If you're a venue owner, if you're a planner, if you're a photographer, you're going to start the booking process earlier in the couple's kind of engagement timeline, but you need to think about this now so that you can plan your content and stay ahead of the game. The same goes for seasonality and trends. I start posting about and showing fall-themed suites and color palettes in March because that's when my fall couples need to book with me. It sounds a little crazy, but I wouldn't start to show fall colors and fall leaves in September, October because by that time, it's too late for the couples to book with me. Another thing to put on the calendar now is all of your monthly reminder posts. So if couples, again, need to book six months in advance, then January, you should literally post a reminder, June, July couples, it's time to start thinking about your wedding stationery. Then in February, you should have a post scheduled. And that post should say something like August, September couples, it's time to check off invitations off your list. Keep your couples on track. They will appreciate the reminder and you'll get more sales. All right, another thing to think about, do you have different products that correlate with a time frame? So the engagement time frame. So for example, as a stationer, I have saved the dates, which obviously come first and they have to order way ahead of time. We have invitations and we have day of items. So take a look at what you sell, the timeline of your couples, 
and kind of base this on the busiest wedding season. Of course, you can have different promotional plans for different wedding seasons, fall, spring, summer. But if summer and fall are the busy, busy wedding seasons, then base your promo calendar on that. Rewind when they need to order save the dates, when they need to order invitations, when they need to order day of items. And this is the same for other wedding niches too. We all have a timeline based on the engagement kind of schedule. So if you're a photographer, this might be engagement photos, wedding photos, and then extras like albums and prints. All of these are things that you should be thinking about when planning out your year. Where is your customer at in their planning? When do they need to order? When are they in booking mode? And how can you help them through this process? Another thing to think about, do you have a slow time? I want you to plan for that now. So December is notoriously my slowest sales month. No one wants to spend extra money on booking things for their wedding in December. They're focused on holiday gifts. It's the end of the year. No one has any money left. So December used to kind of be a write-off for me. Like that was a time where I kind of even gave up on trying because no one booked their wedding in December. But The last few years, I was determined to turn December around and I pulled out all the stops. So the thing that my couples were most likely to buy or the one product that everybody raves about is my wedding programs, my ceremony programs, their programs. And on the back of them is little illustration of their bridal party. People go nuts over these. I almost never discount them because people are going to buy them, right? I don't discount something that people are most likely to buy. But in December, if I wanted to really sweeten the pot, I needed to pull out all the stops. So I decided that in the month of December, if they booked their wedding and paid in full, they would get these programs for free. I needed an irresistible offer in my slowest month to try to really end the year strong. And guess what happened, guys? December flipped and was my busiest sales month because of those programs. I'm using this as an example now because you need to plan this up front. Don't wait until you hear crickets to desperately try to pull something out of your hat to sell. Okay, guys, this was a fun and full episode. I love it when we get to do a quick workshop style episode like this where we can bust out a pen and paper and get into the nitty gritty of our business, the planning, the numbers, the strategy. I hope it lights you up as much as it does for me. When you have your goal and a plan of action to get there, please shoot me a DM. I'm Miss Lindsay Williams on Instagram. I love to see you all taking action, post in your stories, tag me. Let's spark some inspiration to our fellow wedding pros and our fellow small business owners to really take this year by the horns and start planning now. And if you loved this episode, will you share it with a friend or two? This exercise is so important and I want to get it in the earbuds of as many wedding professionals as possible. Cheers to success in 2023. Let's finally make this our year to shine. We've had a few hard years in the industry and it's time to take back our businesses. As always, I'll see you here at the same time, same place next week. And in the meantime, keep on building those businesses. 
There you have it. We just finished another episode of the Build That Business podcast. For a recap of the show, head on over to lindsayjwilliams.com slash show notes. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded creative entrepreneurs, join us inside our private Facebook group at lindsayjwilliams.com slash group. I can't wait to see you there. Oh, and P.S. If you love this episode and never want to miss an opportunity to be challenged and inspired, click subscribe now. Keep on building that business, girl friends.